The old lady put her bloody saw down so she could rest. She lit a cigarette and asked which podcast I like best. Well, my favorite podcast is Sometimes Dead is Better. Dead is Better. Sometimes Dead is Better. Hello and welcome to Sometimes Dead is Better. And it's me, Kristen. And me, Elise. Elise? Elise. Who are you? Elise. Oh, okay. Well, if you haven't listened before, Elise tends to pop in every now and then. And you're my... Daughter. Mm-hmm. Chris is in Birmingham. Yep. And you were nice enough to come and, and hop on a, an episode with me and even watch Boy. a kind of scary movie. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I saw a bloody leg. You did. I was peeking. And you made it. You survived. Yeah. I, I didn't have any nightmares. Apricot was very scared. Apricot was very scared. The She's cat. scared of everything. All right. So the movie I made you watch was Little Shop of Horrors. Plant story. What did you say? Mama's <laughs> making me watch a plant musical. <laughs> and we're going to get all into that in just a minute. But first, we like to do a little thing where we kind of clear our minds and we talk about what else we've been watching. So, Elise, what you been watching? Um, I've been watching the Into the Spider-Verse movie, and it is the best movie ever. It's so... It's, it's just so wholesome, I guess. Every time you mention Spider-Man, I want to go watch the movie. You've been watching that over and over again. Yeah, it never gets boring. It's one of those movies that you can just watch over and over and over and over again, and you'll never get bored. It really is so good. Yeah. And the music is so good. Everything is just so good. We watched it a couple times, I think, over the last couple weeks. And I watched it a lot, Every too, morning? In the morning, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite part? Uh, I really like the what's up danger part where uh-huh. they're just like jumping off buildings and running around. And it's just so cool. The song's epic, too. That part- it just fits it. Yeah. yeah. You talking? <laughs> well, that part, too, is like when he makes his own costume. And it's like <laughs> yeah. it's Spider-Man, but it's his own. And all the other characters are so funny. It's so good. Yeah, it is. You so you have, if you haven't it. seen it, it's on Netflix and on Disney+. Plus. No, it's not. It, it's not on Disney Plus. I don't. It's I think it's also Disney. on. It's I know, but I think Disney. it's on Disney because it's Marvel, so it is on Disney Plus. All the Marvel movies are on. I know these things. Believe it or not, your mom knows some things. So, Kristen, what have you been watching? Oh, thank you so much for asking, Elise. Well, besides watching our movies that we watch together every Friday night, shh, don't tell your brother <laughs> that you stay up late Friday nights. Shh. I have been rewatching Hannibal. For like the fourth time. You've watched Hamilton for like the seventh time. Yep. I've watched Hamilton a lot. Every yeah. time I sit down, I like to turn that on. Um, so that's another reason that I chose this movie for you, because it is a musical. And we both musical. share a love of musicals, including Hamilton, which you got hooked on when you were six. Six. I tried to kind of keep it from you because I wasn't sure if it was appropriate. <laughs> And then you were just like, what's that? I want to listen to it. Yeah, and you, you just cut <laughs> off like all the songs I couldn't listen to, and I was just like, oh, I see there's some songs here that I haven't listened to before. Yes, because you said, like, wait, there's supposed to be 42 songs, and my <laughs> playlist only has 36. What songs have you cut out? You're way too smart. So you figured out. So now you know the whole musical. Yeah. 
We went to New York City when you were seven and went to go see it. It was Daddy and I's anniversary, and Daddy and I were going to take a trip, and instead I put Hamilton tickets on the credit card. So we kind of had a change of plans. (laughs) Yeah. But we went to Trinity Church. Yes, that was cool. I really liked the M&M thing. The M&M store? Yeah, I really just liked all the colors. Okay, so there are actually a few horror musicals. Dun, dun, dun. So, and we had to ch- I had to choose one that was appropriate. Of course, so there's Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, and that has a movie. That has a movie. There's also Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've heard of that, but I have no idea what it's about. I think uh, there's a horse in it. Neither of those are appropriate for you. You would not like Why? them. Oh! Oh! Well, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street's very bloody, very gory. And Rocky Horror Picture Show is a little... It's, it's really good. You'll like it someday, but it's pretty weird. Okay. Uh, I was a little grown up. And then we also thought about doing Nightmare Before Christmas. I wanted to watch that. Which we can still do. Yeah, we, we can, can do that one. We can still do. I decided on Little Shop of Horrors, the 1986 version. Version. And I think it was a great choice because there's so much we can talk about. Because as we get into Alan Menken and Howard Ashman, who wrote the original musical, did so many Disney movies. And me and you, no Disney. Mm-hmm. Well, usually on Friday nights, we will watch a Disney movie. We watched Moana a couple nights ago. Yeah. Hercules, we were, which yeah, is one of Hercules. the movies that they did. So, so we'll get into uh, that. Mario Kart. We play a lot of Mario time. Kart. Yeah. One time we did 24 rounds in a row. Yeah. And I... No, it was 28 because then we did four rounds after. That's right. That's right. So just a little backstory for our listeners. And you can just kind of listen along, too. Okay. So there was an original 1960 yeah, movie called Little Shop of Horrors. That was directed by Roger Corman. But Roger there Corman. There was no songs. There was no songs. And Roger Corman directed like 100 movies in the 50s and 60s, just turned them out. It was written by Charles B. Griffith, who also wrote a lot of movies in the 50s. And it was the same general storyline, same characters that are in the musical that we know. So then in 1982... Alan Menken and Howard Ashman made it into a musical for Off Off Broadway. So Alan Menken does the music and Howard Ashman does the book and the lyrics. If you looked oh, at okay. you know, a lot of musicals, they break up those two things. Like Limo Miranda does book, lyrics, music. He can do it all. He does it all. And a lot of other musicians do too, but a lot of people have partners like Rogers and Hammerstein. They do it together. Or even like uh, Elton John and Bernie Toppin. You know, one does the lyrics, one does the music. Thumper and Bambi. And Thumper and Bambi, yes. <laughs> yeah, they make music all the time. Crickets chirping, crickets chirping. Da, da, da. So Howard Ashbin did the lyrics for little movies you might have heard of The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. All these movies we watch pretty regularly. I've never heard of those movies. (laughs) And we watched the new Aladdin that came out, the live-action one. We liked that. We saw that in the movie theater. good. I ate. I think that was the last movie we saw in the theater before we weren't allowed to go anywhere anymore. Hey, real quick, let's hear from the kids. Let's ask you, what is it like for you during quarantine? We're, We're talking about the parents who are home and we can't go out to our bars and stuff, but what about... What, let's hear from you. What is it like? Oh, my gosh. It's so boring. Because you're always like, okay, you got to clean this. 
Gotta clean that. Clean, 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 clean. <laughs> I think you do a lot more than just clean. You've been doing your Animal Jam videos. You're gonna have a YouTube show up soon that we'll have yeah. to shout out. It's just I can't see my friends. I know. And you can't go anywhere, Mama. I haven't had ice cream in such a long time. I made you a milkshake yesterday. That's a milkshake, not ice cream. But it's ice cream, and I. <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong. But yeah, you've missed out on Space Camp, Girl Scout Camp. Yeah, I miss Girl Scout Camp. I know. But we don't have a pool this summer regularly, which is hard. Uh, we can't go to <gasps> Catch Air, really. We, we had to cancel our trip One to Oregon. One time I put my hand in pee. Catch it. Yeah, you did. I didn't mean to. And there was a dirty diaper one time. And one time I sat <laughs> right next to throw up, and I had no idea it was there. And I just looked down, and I, I smelled something. It smelled toxic. And I looked down, and I was like, oh, my God, there's throw up under me. Yeah. Catch air is harrowing. Be careful when you go there. Yes. Just little kids run amok. Mm-hmm. But tell them what we're going to get soon, which is going to make things happier. A pool. No. <laughs> A dog. Yes, a puppy. And I've yeah. already made it my screensaver, and you and Adam will never probably be my screensaver again, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I still love you. So Alan Menken, who does the music part, he did the music of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin. Aladdin. Hercules. Pocahontas. Hercules. So they made this musical back in the 80s. They did it, uh, that premiered on Off Off Broadway. What's that? Meaning it's off, off is it, Broadway. Is it just like the version of Broadway? You just don't go? And then it moved to off Broadway. And then eventually it got on Broadway. Yay! Sometimes you have to start off, off Broadway. Or even off, 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 off Broadway. Gosh. And actually the actress who plays Audrey in the movie, Ellen Green, she was the star in the original version. So like oh, when it, that's cool. Yeah, when it was in New York and London, she'd already played that part, so how she knew she how to do... How she does that voice? I don't know. Hey, I'm Audrey. Hi. <laughs> we can't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's its own octave. I don't even know what it is. It's the Ellen Green octave. I'm Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then 2019, they did a revival of it, and that's Jonathan cool. Groff played Seymour. Wouldn't that have been cool? Oh, yeah, it's that one. Yeah, that who one. played the king in Hamilton, and he's my yeah. mind hunter. I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds creepy. So this movie was directed by a little guy named Frank Oz. When you saw that name, did you connect it to anything at first? The Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's what you thought? No. He was the, Yes, he's the great and powerful Oz from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Frank Oz is is Muppets. When you think of Frank Oz, you think of Muppets. He was the voice the for He was the voice for Fozzie Bear, Miss Piggy, Animal, and then on Sesame Street, he's the voice of Cookie Monster, Grover, and Bert. And you loved Sesame Street, of yes. course, because it is the best. <laughs> I still, still love do. it. I yeah, it's still hilarious. You used to watch Follow That Bird a lot. Yeah. I love that movie. He also puppeted Yoda. He wasn't the voice of Yoda, but he did the puppetry of Yoda in the Star Wars movies. Oh, I always thought Yoda was just like a computer animation or no, something. This, no, Star Wars came out in the 70s. They didn't have that kind of... Back in the olden days. <laughs> so at some point, Frank Oz kind of got out of puppetry. Him and Jim Henson clearly obviously worked together closely on lots of things. Yep. He also directed the movie Dark Crystal, which I don't think... 
you've seen, but it has a lot of puppetry in it. Have you seen that? We should watch it. At the Center for Puppetry Arts here in Atlanta, they have a lot of original Jim Henson puppets. They have some from the Dark Crystal. <gasps> Is there Elmo? There there might be. I haven't been in a long time. There's a big, big bird. It's oh, pretty cool. Elmo! <laughs> and Frank Oz also directed some of my favorite movies from my childhood. Um, what about Bob? The Labyrinth. No, he didn't direct The Labyrinth. I don't know. But that is a good one. I do like that. So he directed a movie called What About Bob that we used to watch all the time with Nana and Nani and my family, starring Bill Murray, who we'll get into later. A movie called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which stars Steve Martin, who we'll get into later. And also he directed one of Nana's favorite movies called Death at a Funeral. It's who dies? pretty good. I don't remember. Old Man McGilbert. Yes, Old Man McGilbert. You're right. Yep. <laughs> So the screenplay for the movie, which is, you know what the screenplay is? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's also like the direction is in there, you know, the the setting. Yeah, the scenes. This was all inspired by that 1960s movie. Yeah. So the movie starts and our narrators are Crystal, Renette, and Chiffon. Yeah. They show up as like this Motown trio. Mm -hmm. And I, as soon as it started, I was like, Lisa's going to like this, right? Was I right? You like the music? Yeah. Okay. You are very into music. Yes, I am. You know a lot about music of all genres and all years, but you really seem to be drawn to the 60s in particular. Yes, the 60s. 50s and 60s. Who are some of your favorite like Motown artists? I like the Jackson 5 a lot. Mm-hmm. I also really like Diana Ross because her voice is so cool, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were watching the New Year's Eve thing one time. Oh, yeah. And she came up, and I bet you were the only, however old you were, the only nine-year-old who said, Hey, is that Diana Ross? <laughs> uh, uh, and she was in the Supremes. Yeah, I like the Supremes. Mm-hmm. You have a poster of them yeah, on your I wall. Do. And so the guy who plays Audrey 2 in this, he was a me- the member of the Four Tops. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like them. I thought you said, like... Um, Audrey was played by oh. <laughs> the guy from Four Tops, and I was like, are you sure? You have to fact check me on that? Yes. Yeah, that sorry. may not be correct. But yeah, you also love Sam Cooke, Nat King Cole. Crystal Renette and Chiffon are played by Tashina Arnold, Michelle Weeks, and Tisha Campbell at the time. Now it's Keisha, Tisha Campbell Martin, who I was telling you um, was on a TV show called Martin. Nothing to do with her last name. It's a show about Martin Lawrence, the comic. Oh. And it was on, like, in the 90s. And I remember I liked watching it because I thought it was, like, a grown-up show. I didn't really get it. <laughs> but I thought that Tisha Campbell was the coolest lady, Gina, on The Martin Show. I thought she was the prettiest lady. <laughs> so Tisha Martin played Chiffon. Michelle Weeks played Renette, who was your favorite, right? Yeah. You thought she had the best voice? Yeah. And then Tashina Arnold played Crystal. And they were such an interesting way to tell the story. It reminded me, what do we say it reminded of us of? What other movie that had the muses in it? Oh, Hercules. Yeah. yeah. So it was really cool that they, when they sang their songs and they were in their matching dresses, they were like invisible to everybody else, you know? They would oh, kind of yeah. like, they would kind of move around the other characters as they were singing and kind of telling the story. Yeah. Uh, you pointed out something cool it's at the beginning when it's raining. It's not raining on them. Yeah, they don't get wet. That's kind of a cool effect. 
But then when they're under their regular street clothes, then they're part of the characters and they talk yeah. to the characters and they interact with them. Okay, so we know what year it is or about what year because on the radio it says something about President Kennedy, right? Yeah. So we know it's like the early 60s. Early 60s. And so we're introduced to Seymour, who works Seymour. at a little flower shop. And he's played by Rick Moranis, who I got very excited to see. And you were like... Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Well, Rick Moranis was a huge movie star in the 80s and 90s. He was... I mean, he. every time I see his face, it makes me... So happy. He started out on a TV show called SCTV that was in Canada. It was like a comedy sketch show. And like so many people were also on that show. It was crazy. Uh, John Candy, who's also in this movie. Martin Short. Catherine O'Hara. who Scarlett Skeeber. Scarlett Skeeber. Harold Ramis. Fiddling at Horrible Chicago's. Yeah, all those people. He was on um, Saturday Night Live for a bit. So Rick Moranis was in Ghostbusters, Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, he was that guy. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Parenthood. I mean, he was in so many big movies. And like I told you, so his last movie was like in the mid-90s because his wife passed away and he had two kids. So he kind of just stepped back and became a single dad and kind of left the movie world behind, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, but he's going to be in a third Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or fourth. Yeah, I think it's the fourth one. And so it's called Shrunk, I think. I think it's what it's going to be. it's like the son's adult, and the they're all adults. And yeah, I think Josh yeah. Gad plays his grown-up son, and I guess they go through it again. But that, he hasn't been in a live-action movie in a long time, so it's very exciting. And the guy who is di- going to direct the new Shrunk it's the same guy who directed the old Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Can you imagine doing a movie? How's that? <laughs> doing a movie like 25 years later, but having all these new special effects? Because like if you, have you ever seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or any parts of it? Well, I watched like the first seven seconds, but then I got bored and I decided to watch the Spider-Man. The Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Well, they built all these giant sets. That, so, like, when they're out in the grass, that's not CGI. It's a giant piece of grass, you know? And they, I think in Disney World, for a little while, they had the real sets, and you could go and see them. Oh, they they cool. were somewhere. And so now, I don't know. I hope they still do a lot of it more realistic than just doing it in CGI. But. Yeah. Okay. And then we also, we also have Mr. Mushnick, who's played by Vincent Gardenia, and he has adopted... I guess Rick Moranis' character was an orphan, and yeah. he took him in, and now he works at the shop. He gives me the bad vibes. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Well, a Seymour is a bit of a klutz. He's kind of like me, dropping things, yeah. breaking them. And then we meet Audrey, who's mm-hmm. played by Ellen Green, who we had said I'm Audrey. was in the original. <laughs> so she knows what she's doing. She knows her way around this part. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Elise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was scratching my foot. Well, one of my favorite TV shows is a show I think you'll like someday called Pushing Daisies. And it's by this guy named Brian Fuller, who also made this show I like called Hannibal. Whoa, Hannibal! And I forgot that Ellen Green was in it. She plays a silly sister. Her sister is Swooshy Kurtz, who's another cool that actress. sounds like a name I'd make up. I know, doesn't it? Yeah. That sounds like something that you would say. But her <laughs> name is Swooshy Kurtz. 
And she was great in that. So, because I didn't realize she showed up in an episode of Hannibal. <gasps> oh all, my gosh! It all comes full circle. For a circle. For a circle. I could not think of who she was. She played just like a, a lady at the opera because she has like now short black hair. Yeah. She's still real thin and she still has like a unique voice, you know? So it was cool to see her. I forgot. So we kind of get more information about these characters. They live in a what they call Skid Row. It's a bad place. This is a whole song they sing about. They can't get out of Skid Downtown, Row. Downtown, where the streets are blue. See, you already love the songs. Look at you. <laughs> I don't know any of the words. Yeah, but I think you like them. I'm glad that we watched this. Well, so now we're inter- how we're introduced to that is Chiffon, Renette, and... Crystal. Are hanging outside plant shop, and Mr. Mushnick comes in yells at them and tells them to go back to school and they kind of they introduce the idea that there's no getting out of this place we can't better ourselves here and then we go into there's that old african-american woman who starts singing she's so I, great how, how'd she do that how'd she sing so good yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> don't sorry. everybody wants to get out of skid row right mm-hmm. uh seymour and audrey are singing separately but together they're around the corner to each other and we know that they want to get out. We also learn that Audrey is being abused by her boyfriend. Who has gas. Yes. He's a very bad boy. He's a very bad boy. And we'll get to him. What did you think about... Have you ever, have you ever seen in a movie like where they portray a woman who's being abused like that? Probably. I don't, I don't remember, really. Yeah? How do you feel about that? Ugh, he's a jerk, and he should be fed to a plant. Oh, well, yeah. Perfect, huh? Perfect. So Mr. Mushnick is fed up. We're not having any business. He's going to close the store or whatever. And then I thought it was all just so comical. And they're like, hey, I got this weird plant. Maybe if we put it in the the windowsill, it'll have business. And then all of a sudden, like, this guy comes in like, hey, I saw your plant in the window. I saw your plant in the window. And that guy is Christopher Guest, who is You Will Love Someday again. He's amazing. He's an actor. He's he makes the funniest movies. Best in show, Waiting for Guffman, you'll love them someday. But it's so funny to see him come in and all young. And so it does, like, he orders a bunch of flowers, and all of a sudden everybody comes in to see this strange plant, right? Yeah. And Seymour tells the story about how he got it, which breaks into another song. There was a total eclipse, and it appeared, and... There's a Chinese man. Yeah. So when he's talking to the Chinese man, Ronette, Chiffon, and Crystal have, like, Chinese dresses on you notice that no i didn't and he's they're singing along with it because they they propel the story that was cool so the plant's not doing well seymour singing no. to it i love that song he sings to it did you like that song when he's like Which one was i've it? given you sunshine i've given you rain or whatever you know yeah that one and he is trying to figure out what can he do and he cuts his finger yeah and the plant's like Oh, blood, give me blood. He doesn't talk yet, though, right? He just starts going like this. Like that. And so he gives him a few drops, and it makes him happy. It's so funny because the plant starts growing, and it's actually going like... Like making people sounds. And it actually gets bigger. And then so we cut to later, Seymour is taking it to the radio station, which is, I guess, that's what you would do back then to promote stuff, right? Go to the radio station. I have a plant. And you see his, all of his fingers have Band-Aids on them. Yeah. So he's clearly that. been cutting his fingers and feeding his plant. And so John Candy is another actor in this movie who's amazing. He plays weird 
Wink Wilkelson. You know, I don't know if you know. Did you notice his hair? How it was like? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what you call that. The way he had it. And John Candy. I, I just like I can't compare this movie. It's hard to compare this movie to something nowadays. Like all of these comedic actors that show up in there are just like geniuses. It's it's amazing. It's like, I guess it would be like my generation's like an Adam Grandpa. Sandler movie. Like th- these aren't my generation of comedic actors. Like I love them and I think they're amazing. But I didn't any any movies that I saw of theirs. I was already had already come out a while ago, and I was watching them years and years later. Right. So yes. my generation of like actors like this would probably be like Adam Sandler, David Spade, these kind of people who would Star-less all show up Disney. in each other's movies. Chris Farley was kind of like a John oh, that Candy guy, that type. Guy, yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy. Yeah. He also yeah. passed away young. Was very oh, yeah. sad, but. And then nowadays, I'd say this is kind of like maybe like a 40-year-old virgin movie where a lot of comedic actors show up. Or like maybe like a Bridesmaids or This is the End. So I wonder what your generation is going to be of, you know, these great comedic actors. Maybe it be you. Me. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yay. And John Candy was in another great movie that we used to watch a lot as a family called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He's in that with Steve Martin. All these people are in movies together, and they're all so wonderful. They're all buddies. So, Renette, Chiffon, and Crystal are in their street clothes, so they're interacting with Audrey, and they're telling her that she needs to leave that guy. And they put it in her head that, what about Seymour? What about Seymour? So, Audrey goes into her house, and she sings that song about somewhere green, where she's imagining what it'd be like to run away and marry Audrey. And this Mary Audrey. <laughs> Mary Seymour. And you realize that she has feelings for him, too. But she feels like she's stuck with her, her terrible boyfriend. Demon. And so it cuts to Steve Martin, who plays Orin, the dentist. And what did you yeah. think when you saw him? He just looked ridiculous <laughs> to me. He looked like Robbie Rotten. Who's that? <laughs> From the, that, that meme show. The show and the memes. I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, he's playing like an Elvis type character, though. Yeah, I know. He's, he's even got like the snarl. And usually uh, Steve Martin has like white hair, but he's got jet black hair, you know, and he's yeah. got on a motorcycle. And what's so funny about this, I think this kind of goes over your head, which is a good thing. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. Because he's talking about, he's singing a song about how he likes killing puppies and he's always been like I this know. terrible guy and it cuts to so he became a dentist shooting puppies with a bb gun bb gun yeah well because back in the day people were terrified of the dentist because why? they didn't have i like the dentist i know that's why i think it's like it's something that hopefully your generation won't have because your dentist is so awesome they make you feel comfortable. You get to watch movies. You get to pick your toothpaste flavor because the whole point of your dentist is to make it so you're not scared of the dentist because all the generations before you were terrified because it was painful. They didn't have the stuff they have today to make it so it's not painful. And people will go around with painful teeth forever painful because they were teeth. too scared to go to the dentist. So that's why that's what the movie point is trying to make that. If you're a dentist, you must be a sadist, meaning you like to give pain. Because otherwise, why would you do it? They're kind of playing on that idea. And he's uh, he's using some of his drugs. He's, like, using his own yeah. laughing gas. <laughs> and then and we see, like, how Oren treats Audrey. Yeah. And 
we don't have to talk about, you know, yeah, abuse too much. We don't but, have to talk about that too much. Well, I just want you to realize that usually, like, abuse is something that people try to hide. So, like, the yeah. fact that he's, like, so mean to her and open and you see it, you see him slap her. And, and I mean, it's terrible. But the, the scary thing about abuse is that usually it's, like, behind closed doors. Yeah. So, uh, the older you get, just make sure you're paying attention to your friends and, you know. Okay. Because this is something that's very real. Chris and I just recently did an episode, The Invisible Man. Oh, that Which one. I kind of told you about. He made his own invisibility suit just so he could go and keep abusing his girlfriend. So, so stupid. Yeah, Use your defini- brains for something else. Cure cancer, you dumb bum. Yeah, he's definitely a villain. Okay, so then the I'm plant like... starts singing. I'm a plant! And, and so like we said, he was played by Levi Stubbs, the lead singer of The Four Tops. He sings a whole song about feeding him. Yep. Feed Miss Seymour. He tells him he can get everything he wants, a Cadillac, uh, money, and then you can get Audrey. And so that kind of... Audrey. I like kind how of, you said that. <laughs> that kind of perks up Seymour, and he's like, hmm, okay. And it's, it's a really cool because Seymour and... Audrey, too, is the name of the plant, because obviously he named it after Audrey because he loves her. He also calls the plant Two and Tui for nicknames, yeah. so I think it's pretty cute. But so they're singing d- separate songs. Seymour is singing his original song, and the plant is singing his song. And it isn't until the plant puts the idea in his head about maybe killing the dentist, then all of a sudden he turns around and they're both singing the same song. They're wow. both on the same page. Oh, it's yeah. a really cool way to tell a story, you know? All right, so then what happens? He decides, yes, okay. he's going to do okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. He brings a gun to the dentist, and the dentist guy is going to do a tooth stuff on him. And while he's doing it, Seymour's going to shoot the dentist. You got but... nervous. This is when he got nervous. He hid <laughs> behind the couch a little bit. <laughs> but then the dentist, um, he uses his special gas, which is just drugs, and he had an overdose, and then he just died. Yeah. And then the Seymour, he took him, and he chopped him up. He chopped the guy up. He did. And well, then you didn't I remember, watch any of that, though. No, I did. I looked over, and I just saw a bloody leg, and then some bloody meat. See, you saw that. That's not what it was. I think no. you imagined it because you thought of it. <laughs> well, I did see just some meat, but it wasn't bloody. Well, what they showed was, they didn't I show saw much. a bloody leg. The leg wasn't bloody, though. It was just sticking out of the trash can. Oh. There was some blood on the floor, and I think that, this is what Lucky. this is what your mind does when you watch horror movies. Sometimes you think back and think that movies are, like, bloodier or scarier than you think. Because I watched, rewatched it again, and they really just show, like, maybe a little bit of blood on the newspaper. But in your mind, you were thinking it was, like, a bloody stump of a leg, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's why horror movies are fun, just right? Just, like, one time there was a snake under a trash can, uh-huh. and apricot went crazy. And I hate snakes. I'm terrified of snakes. And then Daddy lifted up the trash can, and the snake was, like, he said it was, like, that big or something. But then I thought it was the size of a rattlesnake. A long, scary, fat rattlesnake. Oh, that, yeah, that was a little snake. It was so scary, Do you remember it being though. big? Yes. I saw it big, too. That's funny. Well, so, but before he chops him up, there is probably mm. my favorite actor. One of my favorite actors of all time. Just Bill Murray. Bill Murray, you got it! Yes! I got it! So, Bill Murray shows up, and this is actually a character taken from the original 1960s movie. It's a guy who loves pain. 
cocaine. So and so Bill wanted- Murray is this guy who loves pain. He loves root canals. He's so excited about getting his <laughs> teeth work done. Steve Martin is a sadist, and he wants to inflict pain. And so when it's not working, Bill Murray loves it. He gets so mad and kicks him out. Oh. <laughs> so Bill Murray was also in the movie, like, What About Bob? Which you can watch with me sometime. I hope you like it. If you don't, please don't tell me. He was in Ghostbusters, of course. Scrooge, Groundhog Day. Ghostbusters. These are some of my favorite movies. And he's in my favorite movie of all time, which is Rushmore. And he's in most all of uh, Wes Anderson's movies, which are some of my favorite movies. Wes Anderson's one of my favorite directors. I hope you love the movie someday, too. Have you seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox? You know, the one that's like... um puppetry yeah no you might like that i was gonna let you watch it when you were little but there was guns and i know you you really hated guns you still don't like (laughs) them but when you're little you wouldn't watch anything that had guns (laughs) skeletons or robots or superheroes or superheroes yes remember when it was like halloween and you took me to the shop and there's halloween costumes everywhere i get so freaked out it was like walmart or something oh yeah you wouldn't go to michael's the craft store yeah during (laughs) halloween no 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 and then it was awful because the year that the avengers movie came out was the year that you were terrified of superheroes (laughs) everywhere we went there was like big cutouts of them and they were on all the tv screens and you would just start crying they're such a sweet little thing when so mr mushnick sees seymour chopping up the body but the way they show it which again you were kind of hiding in and out (laughs) you weren't really watching is they really just show seymour's big shadow up on a wall and you see the axe kind of go down but there's no noise like no like chop or blood it's really just that so it's very theatrical because you can tell that this was a play they kind of keep the movie looking like a stage production you know like yeah. just a little row of uh, one little street that might be on stage I, and I, okay this sounds weird but i kind of want the chop to be it. i want i want the chop it oh cool. you have it in chop. you you have that horror movie mm. in you i'm gonna get it out i'm gonna get it out of you uh, you murderer. Murder, murderer. So the police tell Audrey that Orin DDS is missing, the dentist. Dentist. And they think something bad happened. And she gets really upset, but she's actually upset because she feels so guilty because she's so happy, you know, because she's finally away from him. And this is when they sing their Suddenly Seymour. Is standing beast. Can I not sing? Suddenly, <laughs> only I can sing. Suddenly, see boy. <laughs> Suddenly, see boy. <laughs> and I like that song. Then they realize that they love each other and they kiss. You close your eyes at that too. But so Mr. Mushnick <laughs> confronts Seymour. He's got a gun again. He's yeah. got a gun this time. And gun. he says, Hey, how about you just leave town? Leave me the plant. Let me get all the fame and money, and I won't tell the police. And I won't kill you. Yeah, or I, and I won't tell the police. And so now this, you also wouldn't watch this part. I made you kind of come in a little bit because I thought it was so cool because they pan out to the street and you just see the sparkles of the purple dresses and shoes that the girls are wearing, you know? Yeah. And it, and they're singing the songs and they're singing like, There's a gun and there's a guns are not fine. Don't do drugs. Yes, that's what they're singing. So Mr. Mushnick is like his back's to the plant, and Seymour is kind of slowly pushing him towards the plant. He didn't push him in, but he did like essentially feed him to the plant. 
And the plant just chomps them up like the T-Rex ate the guy in Jurassic Park. It's not really like there's blood or anything. It's like he just swallows them. So I'm not sure why he had to chop the other body up, if he could have just thrown the whole thing in there. But yeah. this time, I guess maybe he's hungry, so he just ate the whole thing. So then they cut to, like, Seymour getting on the cover of Time Magazine. He's getting all this fame and money, and he's got his own TV show. It's the first garden show ever or whatever. And he goes in to see, show. You see the plant, and the plant is, like... Giant. Yeah, and, like, co- more colorful. It's got, like, new, more vines. And there's, like, vines growing on the ceiling. Yeah. And then another famous guy comes in, Jim Belushi comes in, and kind of, he says that he's going to take clippings of the plants so they can grow new Audrey 2s all over the country. And of oh, course, no. Seymour's like, no, we can't do that. So he decides that him and Audrey are going to run away. And they're going to go get married and never come back here. But then what happens? What does the plant do? Um, he calls Audrey on the <laughs> phone with his vine. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you look good. Tonight, come over here. <laughs> I mean, he goes into the cash register and gets out a coin and calls her. It's so funny. Did you think it was funny? Yeah. Okay. Just very interesting. <laughs> and also, it makes sense that this was directed by Frank Oz because that's a big, giant puppet. You know, yeah. someone had to control that big puppet and his giant. little tentacle arms things. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had like children chompers yeah. on his buds or something. Ugh. And so Audrey goes over there, and the plant tries to eat her. Well, he does. I mean, he gets her in her mouth, right? Yeah. And then I know you got you started to get like worried, and I was like, Seymour's gonna come save her. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what happens in every movie. Well, I'll tell you later what happens at the in the actual musical and in the old movie. But okay. So Seymour gets her out, right? Saves yeah. her. Yeah. And then this is yeah. This is when so he breaks out of his pot. Yeah. And all his roots come out. And you yeah. said, it's got legs. I <laughs> said, <laughs> so, well, how else is it supposed to dance? <laughs> yeah, and then so it's got a bunch of baby plants, right? And they're oh, all singing. Weird. And they're dancing. And it pulls Seymour's pants down. And then the yep. plant gets a gun. I mean, it's just, it's so <laughs> crazy. It's so funny to me. And then he ends up, like, the plant ends up, like, pulling the building down on top of Seymour. Yeah. And I but guess he's going to go away. Survives. Mm-hmm. Where was the plant going to go? I don't know. <laughs> Vegas? Maybe. And then there's like some exposed wiring and he somehow electrocutes the plant and oh, it yeah, blows yeah. up. And what's the plant say as it dies? Oh. Oh, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> it says, oh, shit. <laughs> That's what the plant says. It's so silly. So after that, they show Seymour and Audrey get their happy ending they get their cartoony house yeah which i also liked it looks like a like be on a stage right yeah they could have used a real house and shot that at a real house but they look like they built it just for the movie so it yeah. looks like a stage production and then but then what do they show down Renette chiffon and crystal come by singing in their little bridesmaid dresses yeah but what's in the garden the little there's like another little pod of the scary chomper plant yeah yeah well, so this was interesting. I like that they had a happy ending for you, but in the musical and in the original movie, everybody what? gets eaten. Oh, well, that's the nice. Seymour gets eaten. Audrey gets eaten. Scarbo. Scarbo Scoogie gets eaten. <laughs> yep. But to, to me, that makes more sense because the whole movie is like a metaphor about like fame and money and it like literally eating you alive, you know? Yeah, that, that that's very deep. 
And so that makes more sense to me that... Of course, it has to have a happy ending. It doesn't something. have to, though. There's it's, lots of movies that have... Everybody died. That's the end. Well, because the... Again, like, the whole point is Seymour created this. Seymour did feed people to it. Yeah. He shouldn't just get away scot-free, don't you think? Yeah, maybe maybe just go to jail or clean up a beach. <laughs> that would do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to clean up the whole beach, though. But for this movie, I am gl- ha- glad that it had a happy ending, just because I love those characters so yeah. much. How Rick Moranis and Ellen Green did bring to them. But I do also like the idea of Seymour having some... They're all just dying. That's what Mama wants. She just wants death to everyone. Death to all. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Elise? It is cramped in this closet. Yeah. Did you think that you'd have this on quarantine? You'd get to be stuck in a closet with your mother? (laughs) Isn't it the best? Terrible. And then later I'm going to make you paint your bathroom? Oh, my gosh. But then, hey, guess what? What? I make you thin mint milkshakes, so it's all worth it, right? Sure. All right. Your hands all sweaty. I know. It's getting hot in here. Are you ready? Bye. 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 Little shop, little shop of horrors. Little shop, little shop of horrors.